Seinfeld. And infinitely subtle is rarely encountered even in hundreds of thousands of millions of ages as we see it, hear it, receive and maintain it. May we completely realize the Tathagata's true meaning. Indeed, this very moment is rarely encountered, even in hundreds of thousands of millions of ages. So here we are, doing Zazenkai together. I hope that uh, we are all, you are all, remembering, returning to, appreciating this very event, mm-hmm. moment and constellation and coming together. One of the Buddhist virtues, one of the uh, paramitas or perfections is patience. We could say that this um, gaining any kind of sense of knowing what we're doing even with this Zazen practice takes time. It takes time. And in the so, so first reminder to um, be gentle with ourselves in this process. So any any bludgeoning or inner critic stuff is just more stirring. Just more stirring, just counterproductive. And sometimes we sit down for a period or even have a whole retreat and feel like the mind is just stirring, stirring, and we can't quite get it to settle. And this is also part of it. We have this law, not just lifetime habit, but lifetimes habit. could say personal habit and also modeled everywhere we see. This lifelong habit of paying attention to thought content or trying to build something out of random stuff that comes up through the mind.
So in this continual process of letting go, we really are letting go of hundreds of years. Bah, not hundreds of years. Hundreds of thousands of millions of eon. Letting go of all of this kind of building. Relaxing completely, arriving completely here and now. Patience is that willingness to completely let go of time frame. Wanting something to happen on our timeline. Do you have the patience to wait? Do you have the patience to wait for hundreds of years, thousands of years? I'm riffing a bit off of our Song of the Grassroot Hermitage by Sekito Kisun. So do we have the patience to wait hundreds of years, thousands of years? Sekito Kisun says, the middling or lowly can't help wondering Will this hut perish or not? The middling or lowly can't help wondering, will this hut perish or not? Don't worry about time span or lifespan. Or is it my body or somebody else's body in thousands of years? Forget it. This has nothing to do with time span or lifespan. This letting go of hundreds of years, in one sense, takes time. And of course, it is also true that it takes no time at all. No time at all. To be here now, to suddenly find ourselves present, without judgment, completely as we are here and now. So how do we resolve this um, apparent paradox of needing to cultivate patience because this takes time and completely letting go of any idea of time because this takes no time? can just see it, just be it. We resolve these apparent contradictions in Zazen, in our experience. We look to the experience and there's no contradiction. This is true and that is also true. And we look to the experience
and know all of these truths, all of these teachings gradually over time, come to know all of them for ourselves. So this is part of meet the ancestral teachers, be intimate with their instructions. We might have um, this practice or that practice, so following the breath or relaxing into sound or shikantaza or a koan or metta. So as we meet our particular practice, this is part of this meeting the ancestral teachers and becoming intimate with their instructions. Because our ancestral teachers practiced in bodies and with minds, um, not so different, not so different from ours. This is realization. This is waking up. This is our practice and our path. So sometimes in practice, and I find especially at the beginning of a retreat, but let's just say sometimes, it can be tricky or maybe impatience can arise as we put in the time that needs to be put in for the mind to settle and for some glimpse of just being, just sitting to be evident, you know, even a peak, even a peak. We are working against, you know, as I said, lifetimes of conditioning. So a kind of current, a kind of stream of conditioning as we continually come back and commit to letting go. When sometimes so much is... Um, clamoring for our attention or trying to create some drama. So we go forward in great faith that yes, actually, this is our only task to be right with this breath. 
to listen to this passing sound. And there is at times a kind of dogged determination. You know, there are moments to to forget the why and forget any arguments and just do it. And just come back and come back and come back and come back. with the thoughts saying, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, worry about me. Hmm? And we have to get caught on none of them, caught on none of them. And again, we have to let go of any outcome, any sort of arrival point. And when we finally do that, for real do that, embrace this willingness to sit with whatever is for a hundred thousand million years, then we've arrived. And we get that experience of having arrived. This is building a grass hut where there's nothing of value. So Sekito Kisen picked a, <clears throat> I think misleading metaphor here. But sometimes the Zen ancestors are deliberately um, tricky, tricky in part so that we can't understand their words by um, philosophy or cogitation. We have to look to our experience. We have to look to our experience. Without experience on the cushion, you know, the, the parts that want to go, oh, I know what that means, I know what that means. No, it's not going to... Um, be a satisfactory understanding. So this building is um, the opposite of building. <laughs> Letting go of everything, dwelling in a place where there's nothing of value. Not this thought that's clamoring for our attention, not that other one, nothing of value. Nothing important to think about, to worry about. No thing of value. What's important? This experience. That's not a thing.
And so we built it, we build it, we have this moment of arrival. And then what happens? Sometimes almost immediately. Fresh weeds appear. This isn't one of those metaphors that um, is helpful to me as I'm building a hut or such. It's interesting to come to retreat and contemplate uh, things again and have new understandings of what what some of the ancient texts might be pointing at. So thanks everyone for being here. Um, thanks for listening to all of that. Um, as always and for real. So the point of a Dharma talk isn't to um, stir up the mind. Sometimes a little stirring of the mind's inevitable. So Dharma talks um, might inspire or not. And then we let them go and do our own application of the practice with this body and this mind. In faith and with determination and with patience and kindness. Thank you. <laughs>